Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, Mosaic style, right? We had to throw in a little bit, a little bit, a little bit beat there. Yeah, welcome, friends, welcome online. Uh, welcome to our first uh, week of our series. Um, and if you're wondering what it, is, what it is, by the picture behind me, I don't know if live stream you can see this picture, but what does it feel like it, the, the series might be called? Like we, we, uh, we title our series of conversations. So what do you think it's called? Where is Jesus, right? Or, or some said Jesus is missing. Like, so we're like, no, that's not it. Someone cut out Jesus. What's going on? But it's actually called a finding Jesus, okay? That, that's the big idea. And uh, the reason is, is because I think in the midst of the season, we're all trying to find the perfect gift. We're trying to find so many things. And honestly, there are so many things we lose this season. Like how many of you have lost your mind? Anybody? You're like, I'm still looking for it. I'm still looking for it. Some of us, on a serious note, we've lost our peace, right? Like why is, it's, it's supposed, the song says it's supposed to be the most what? Wonderful time. It's not. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes when you have like a, if you have planned a, um, a Christmas trip, like as in your Christmas is going to be in like in, in the Bahamas, you're like, it's awesome. It's going to be great. But in the middle of like all the families that you have to go to and appease, right? All the people you gotta, it's just so tough because in the middle of it, we lose, we lose certain things. And so this next couple of weeks, we're just gonna talk about like, uh, where do you find Jesus in the middle, middle of all these things? Like, where do you find Jesus in the middle of uh, maybe your confusion, uh, maybe your chaos, uh, and maybe, maybe just your, uh, maybe your, your, uh, your pain? Like, where do you find him? And so this morning, I wanna talk about finding Jesus in the middle of our confusion, the middle of our confusion. Now, um, we're going to jump right into it, and if you've got a Bible, if not, it's all good. We're going to put Isaiah 9 for you, and this is a promise that God has given through a prophet to us, and I think it so um, illustrates this idea that we are definitely missing some things, and that as a humanity, as people, we're going to need certain things, and Jesus is going to provide these certain things for us. And so here's what it says. Isaiah prophesies. He says, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders. And he will be called, help me out with this, he will be called what? Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, and what? The Prince of Peace. What does it look like for you to know Jesus, to know God as a wonderful, wonderful Counselor? I think in the middle of the Christmas story, we find that, that there was a world that was missing something. They were, they, were, they were waiting around, and maybe their waiting changed to just like hopelessness. 
They were confused for a lot of reasons because the Jewish people, uh, their story was that God was going to redeem them. God was going to send a king in a sense. But they were in, in oppression, and for, for hundreds of years, hundreds of years, they were still there. And so they were, most of them were wondering, um, what's going on? See, when things don't work out the way you want them to work out, you wonder, what is going on? And so you kind of get confused. Like you've heard God say, hey, uh, this is something I want to want you to uh, go after. Or, or, or you, you felt like this person was the one. Like this is going to be, this is going to go somewhere. It's going to go somewhere. And it didn't go anywhere. Anywhere. You're like, what, what's happening? What's happening? Like, I think so many people, right, they, they have this deep relationship with God, but then, like, like I, I believe in supernatural things. I believe that God speaks to us, right? He speaks to us and tells us things that we do not know. But, like, like could, could someone just, could, could, could we have had a warning of COVID? Like, hello? Someone? Like, legitimate say, hey, this might happen. This is going to happen. And what's funny is, scientists will say, yeah, we kind of knew that. But, like, but we, as people of faith, not that we're not science and faith, I think it's a mix, but where are we in the midst of realizing, hey, what is God doing in the midst of our confusion? So that's what I want to talk about, because I think the Christmas story speaks right into that. Now, I will show you something that I think that, that, that uh, like, I, so there's a Christmas, okay, Christmas presents really quick. Let's just talk about it, okay? You have wish lists of, like, things you want people to buy you, anybody, anybody, right? Have you ever struggled with the fact that the stuff you want is really expensive? Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. You know, I'm like, I can put it on the list, but you can't afford it. And especially, like, when, when it's, a, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's me and Ashley, I'm like, I don't know if I can afford it. You know what I'm saying? Like, for you to go buy it. Like, I don't know what, what's going on. And so I've been, like, pondering when, when it comes to, like, uh, expensive gifts. And when I think expensive, I think uh, $200 or more, maybe $100 or more. I, I just kind of go back and forth on, uh, on it all the time. And so recently, I've discovered since COVID, and it's legitimate, it's legitimate, Okay, I've realized that, so my Beats, I have these Beats, okay, these are, these are headphones, okay, they're sweet Beats, I've had them for a couple of years, okay, they're awesome, I pondered over them and prayed and fasted over them before I bought them because they were expensive, and it was great, they're wonderful, okay, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I need this because I work out, I do this, and I don't want it, you know, I'm saving lives and jumping off of planes and stuff like that, you know. You know, to stop pastors do, right? So anyways, they, they lock in. Do you guys see this? They lock in. They're perfect. See, but then COVID hit. Here's what happens, okay? Now, I've already got a mic on me, but just imagine. I've got, I got, I got these in there, right? If I get these in there, they just connected. <laughs> okay? They're, they're perfect. They're, they sound great. But then you have to put a mask on. And then, then during COVID, I realized that my LASIK surgery that I had like 15 years ago Stop working. Okay? Now, they say either stop working or I got old. I'm not quite sure. But, but either way, now I have glasses. So I wear glasses, these things, and a mask. Friends, it's a serious problem. It's a serious problem. I take my glasses off. My mask goes. I'm like, I can't take my mask off without taking these off. And then so I thought, you know what I need to do is I need to get... Uh, I need to get the, the Apple product, you know? I need to get, right? I need to get the mini, the AirPod, AirPod minis. But then here's the problem. There, you got the mini or whatever it's called, right? Uh, uh, the AirPods. But, but, you know, they make all these newer models, right? 
So I'm like, I don't want to go to the older model. And then the newest one is the uh, mini AirPod mini Pro. Pro. Now, you're, some of you are like, why is he talking about any of this? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So the, these mini pros that I want, they're like 250 bucks. So I was scrolling through Instagram, and you know how Instagram knows what you want. <laughs> knows what you want, okay? And so I get this ad pop up, Target, okay? 50 or I don't 20% off of those pros, okay? Or I mean 100 bucks off. I don't know, something crazy. But the problem is it's like buy it now. You, buy, you don't buy it. You, if you don't click it now, it's over. It's over. Okay? Buy it now. And I'm like, ah, I can't do it. Now, here's, here's the whole point. The thing is, is that one of the reasons that I love the, the pros is they've got this technology called noise cancellation. Now, I just thought that was a thing that's voodoo. That doesn't really work. <laughs> Until I put them on. And I'm like, oh, my God. What is going on? What's going on? So, so, now, I bring this story up maybe because someone would buy me one of those. No, no, not at all. Actually, I thought about it. I'm like, I'm not going to tell the story because people are going to think I'm going to buy it. No, I don't. But you know what? If you pray about it and God speaks to you, you know, whatever. They're cheap on tar in Target. So, so, as I thought about the noise cancellation, I thought, man, this is what I think God wants us to know in the middle of all of this. You see, you see we, our lives are spent, uh, our relationship with God is spent uh, really talking to him a lot, right? Or trying to get him to hear us or talking. And I think what happens is that we've trained our spirituality or trained ourselves to be spiritual in a certain way where we begin to just react to the noise in our life instead of respond to God's voice in our life. And we've not really learned how to do that. I find myself, like with COVID, with all the things that are approaching me, good, bad, and ugly, I have lived my life sometimes in just reaction mode. So I react to the noise in my life versus really respond to God's voice in my life. And the problem is, is because I haven't really trained myself to respond to his voice. I haven't trained myself to hear his voice. I've trained myself to react to all the noise in my life. And so for some of us, the noise has been really loud really loud. And the Christmas story is all about that. When things don't work out the way you think they're supposed to work out, it goes a different direction. What do you do? And I think for so many of us, we make decisions, poor decisions, not right or wrong decisions, poor decisions because we are reacting to the noise in our life. And so I want to read like kind of the Christmas story, in a sense, uh, of, of, of what happened in the, uh, and how people were reacting and what were they doing uh, when Jesus steps into humanity? So Matthew chapter 1, it says here, uh, verse 18 says, This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. So now you have these, the story of this couple that really believed that this was the way their life was going to look like, a particular way. They were going to, the Jewish way would be is that they would be engaged, then they would be betrothed, and then there would be marriage. Because there are three parts to a traditional uh, Jewish um, um, old school kind of process. And the engagement is that you're spoken for. You're spoken for. 
betrothal is where you are, you're actually married, but the wedding hasn't taken place. You're, you're married. And the only way when you're, you move from that to the second stage in the Jewish culture is that you, if you want to get out of it, you have to get a divorce. Even though the wedding hasn't taken place, you still have to get a divorce. And so this was the process. And so it's not in the engagement. It was in the bestrodal part of the, the process that, that this story unfolds. And what happens? God comes in and interrupts their plans, interrupts and brings, in one sense, just confusion. Sometimes God will allow just confusion to take place in your life. Like, I've, I've always wondered, man, can God, like, uh, like um, you know, upset my life without me being upset at him? And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I think I always get upset at him. Like, wh- why? Don't, don't, just don't confuse the process. Don't make this complicated. And here we find that it's so complicated because this is going to change their world change their world. And I want you to understand, like, in the Western world and the Eastern world, marriages and relationships are very different. So my, my some of you guys might know this, but my, my mom and dad are first cousins, okay? That might explain a lot of things, but anyways, they're first cousins, okay? And uh, they live in West Virginia. No, 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 they don't. They didn't. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't know. Maybe they do. I don't know. No, they don't. Some of you guys are like, I love, I love, okay. Well, you might want to ask if you're, anyways, anyways, focus. So my mom and dad are first cousins, and um, the way they got married is that their, their parents would arrange their marriage, and it was like three brothers, three sisters, and like uh, uh, cousins, and they're like, uh, they got married to each other. And uh, the, the, the idea was is that when they are born, they are asked for. So there's an arrangement. So the arrangement in, uh, uh, in, in, in the Middle Eastern culture parts of it, uh, it starts at birth. So the engagement starts at birth. At birth. So when I was born, my uh, aunt came to my mom and said, hey, so I've got a girl. You have a boy. Let's do this. So growing up, I knew that there was that cousin that I was supposed to get married to. That's strange knowing you, 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 you grew up your whole life going, I'm going to end up with this person. It's so strange. So, you're like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's so strange. It made everything awkward. Everything awkward. Okay? Because there's always like this. You know, and you, you see them grow up. Now, I tell you this is because this, um, this confusion, this, this upset, this, this thing that God does really changed and messed up a lot of things. Because you, 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 you see this person grow up, and Joseph saw Mary grew up. He, he knew. And then you have these expectations about these people, and then, they, and then everybody knows about your business too, and then something like this happens. Where Matthew is just writing the fact that took place, but something happens that destroys all of your expectations. And now you don't know what to do because you're not just the people involved. The whole town is involved. Like families are involved. They know. There's no way you're going to go to someone and go, hey, by the way, she's pregnant. And it was God. I'm I'm sorry. Like that is the worst story to say. Right? That's the worst. And in fact, historians say they actually changed the story. And basically, some people believe that a Roman soldier 
had his way with her. That was the story there. So Joseph doesn't know what to do. So it goes on. It says, as he considered this, an angel of the Lord, right? An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, which is very interesting because the angel is saying something here. There is, Joseph was not called, hey, Joe, son of David. No, no, no. He's, he's going back to his lineage. Hey, you came from royalty, just so you know. Like he's, he's like, oh, I am. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. He says, uh, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because it means salvation. It says, and he will save his people from their sins. See, what's interesting here is that God, in the middle of that, starts talking to Joseph, and Joseph has an opportunity to really listen and respond. Because at first, what did he do? He was reacting to the noise. And the reason why noise sometimes is created is not because noise is bad or right or wrong. You see, good voices, when there are too many of them in your life, become what? Noise. There's so many people. Have you had a crisis in your life, you had a time of confusion in your life, and there's so many people saying things to you, and you just want them to stop, because they're all just noise. And sometimes what we do is, is that we begin to learn to react to noise, so when a crisis does hit, you want to have answers, you want to have answers, you want to have answers, but you and I really need to listen and train ourselves to respond to God. Because so often what happens is that something happens to us, and, we, and, and, and our minds are like, okay, okay, what is going on? That's the big thing, question. What is going on? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? But then our soul really is asking, why did this happen? And so you have to address your soul first. If it's a, if it's a, if it's a really serious uh, and complicated situation, you have to address what your soul is asking first before your mind. Like, you have to answer the why. And the why is when you and I learn to respond to God's voice because his voice always wants to speak to the why in your life. He goes, let me tell you why this is happening. Let me tell you, like, like this, the, the, the purpose behind this. And for so many of us, we just go, okay, what do I need to do now? What, what does this mean? What do I need to do? What does this mean? What do I need to do? And we react to the noise in our life. And so I wonder, I wonder if God wants to say, hey, I need you to cancel out, like figure out a way to have this noise cancellation process and spiritual discipline in your life where you cancel out the noise. What do you and I need to do? How does a guy like Joseph goes, okay, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? See, Matthew, Matthew keeps on going, goes and says, look, he says, a virgin will conceive a child, and she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so what happens in the story? When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relationship with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. 
See, I'm so grateful that Joseph didn't respond to all the noise in his life, in his situation. He responded to God's voice. He didn't react to it because the first thing he wanted to do was, like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. This changes everything. We're going to divorce, uh, and we're going to go our separate ways. But then God speaks, and he finds himself going, okay, God spoke to me in the middle of the night. See, some of us, what you are facing right now going to the next year, you need to hear from God. Not from me, not from other people, not your best friend, not a, a great podcast. You need to hear his voice. You have to. Your spiritual life is connected to not how well you talk to God, but how well you hear from him. You and I have to do this. That's why Jesus goes, you know what? I, 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 you, it's, it's, it's amazing. Jesus understands our soul. God understands the way we are wired up more than we are. And that's why in, right in the beginning, God makes a high value of hearing God's voice. See, you might think, Naeem, I, I can't, I don't, here's the thing, Naeem, I don't even know if I have faith to hear his voice. Because some people think, I think I don't believe anymore. I don't believe the story anymore. I don't believe this part about the Bible. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And I, I respect that. I get that. I think sometimes in life we go, okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, things have happened, things have happened, and I don't know, and I don't, and you find yourself in a very different place. Some of us find ourselves in a very empty place. I don't believe anymore. The reason is, is because our relationship with God is connected to information. See, some of us, our spiritual formation is basically all the information we've collected and our journey of information. So you have a certain kind of information as a, grow, as a kid, and then you grow up and you go, I don't believe that, but I do believe this. So what you and I do is we have information, and then we react to the information, and we have, and some of us have very much an extensive, extensive knowledge of God. But the knowledge of God cannot be mistaken by knowing God. The knowledge of God is a very different thing than knowing God. Extremely different. And so when we have that dynamic happen, and when you have a crisis that, that takes place that's so complicated, and you're like, I don't believe anymore because why would he allow this? I mean, we look at our nation, right, this week, and we look at the pictures of people's devastation, you go, uh, we're all thinking it, right? Why? Why? So I get it. I get when you get to a point where you're so empty and you're like, I don't believe this anymore. And the good thing is that God has never treated me based on what I believe. Like he's never treated me like, you don't believe anymore. Ah, okay, see ya. He's never, he's like, oh, you believe a lot. Okay. He's never. And some would say, oh, no, 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 no. This is how God speaks. God only speaks to people who believe. Oh my gosh, that's so not true. Here, here's why. You're like, no, 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 you got to have faith. you got to have something. you got to have something. No, my friend, you don't. And here's why. Let me just read Genesis to you. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? He says that. Verse 2, he says, now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. Okay, and you're like, Naeem, I know. I think I've read this before. And then it says, and the Spirit of God was hovering over it. So what was there? Nothing. Okay, then it says, the Spirit of God was hovering over it. And the next verse right after that, this next sentence, it says this. And then God said. 
So, nothingness heard God and responded. Emptiness, emptiness listened to God and replied. Nothing responded. So if you go, I don't, I don't, I don't have any, I don't believe anymore. Something's hearing this. Something inside of you is hearing this. He speaks into emptiness, and it somehow hears his voice. Because when you read the next passages, it's always, and then he said this, and it happened. And then he said, let there be, and let, let there be. And let. he created creation by speaking, but it grew because it listened. It became creation because you listened. So you could make a case that if you want to grow, if you want to move past any pain, you have to the, the, the voice of God in your soul, you, you have to have to evolve, to grow, to go deeper. That's why Jesus, when he talks about the voice, he talks about, about and in John 10, can I read this to you? He says this, he says, he says, I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they, what? They know me. Just as my father knows me and I know the father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They listen to my voice and there will be one flock with what? One shepherd. One shepherd. He's saying, hey, uh, uh, my sheep, my, they know my voice. They've, they've trained themselves. Obviously, he's making an illustration here, a profound illustration, very relevant to their lives because people know, okay, we know shepherds. We know the power of a voice. And so he uses that and says, hey, do you know God's voice? And it's tricky, friends, because God's voice has human ears. And that's like, okay, what does that mean? That means when God says and speaks and says something to you, it's not as simple as a conversation because it's not a person's voice that you're hearing. It's God's voice to your and my human ears. So what does that mean? What is this passage then talking about? Like when he says, you, you know my voice. Well, you know my voice is because I think it, uh, it challenges us and maybe even uh, calls us to... to um, to realize that even though that prayer is really us, you know, kind of talking to God, it's a lot deeper than that. And I, I just feel like, I think when people say um, that they're kind of trying to make a decision, they're in the middle of a confusion, and they go, I'm praying about it. Have you ever heard of that? Have you ever wondered, what are they doing? What does that mean? I have. Like, I never say I'm praying about it. Because I'm like, so you, okay, because what, what praying about it means is you're just hoping something happens your way, right? Or we pump up God. You're like, God, you can do this. You got this. You got this. You got this. And God's like, you know, I know I got this. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I'm serious. Sometimes I, got, I have a pet peeve of sometimes you're even saying, we are like, oh, you're awesome. You're a champion. You're a victor. He's like, okay. Stop, like you're not pumping me up here. There's no pumping me up, okay? You need to be pumped up, not me, not me. So what does that mean? What does that mean? How, how do we learn to hear his voice? 
I'll, let me give you one key thing, okay? Um, now, I'm, I'm going to say stop praying about it. I don't mean stop praying, okay? Don't hear me incorrectly. You listening? Okay. I think you need to stop praying and start processing with God. I don't think we process with God. I think we tell him what we want and wait. When you process with God, your life changes. Your, your relationship with God changes. Because then you process everything with God. You process, hey, you know, I really feel this, and why do I do this thing that's really shameful? Have you ever had that conversation? You're like, you don't even want to talk about what you do. And so what we do is we don't want to pray about it, or we don't talk about it, so we just don't bring it up. I mean, what if, what if God says, hey, here's how you learn my voice. We talk, we, you, you process with me. You process with me. The Christmas story is all about people processing with God back and forth. That's why if you listen and, uh, to what's happening in the stories, the Gospels, people are processing out loud with God. When was the last time you processed something and not just prayed about it? There's, there's, you're thinking, God, I, I, wanna, I, I think I should go in this direction, but I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone in this. God, I, I'm so afraid that this person's going to break my heart. God, I feel like I'm going in a direction. I'm getting so deep in some stuff. I don't know I'll ever come out of it. God, what are you saying here? What should I do here? See, processing with God is like you're expecting him to say something and speak through your soul. What would that look like for you and me? Because I'll tell you what, that's what you need. That's what people need um, they're going through so much loss like today. I mean, you don't need to be better prayer. God knows what you want. God knows your heart's broken. He knows all these things. But what he cannot make you do is process out loud with him. And so, as I close us in prayer, right, I love to close us in a process. Like, how do we process so what is your confusion in your life? What is, what, what, what are the noise, what's the noise that's so loud right now in your life? I think for some of us, it's honestly, anxiety can be so loud. Man, depression and sadness can be so loud in our lives. Anger, bitterness can be so loud. Just, just being tired sometimes can can create noise because for some of us, for some of us, we like noise. Like how many of us like, like to turn on the TV and then fall asleep? We are training ourselves to, to do that. We, we like noise. And God's like, hey, don't live your life reacting to all the noise. Respond. Respond to my voice. Respond. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to your emptiness. I'm talking to your unbelief. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Could you talk back? Can you respond? So let's pray together. Let's pray together. Let's, let's just process a little bit. God, this morning, we want to process. God, I, I find myself in a place where I'm praying because we want to end this section of the service and move into a response time, but and we want to sing a song, but 
I think there's some of us that we really haven't had a conversation about this particular thing. Would you do that this morning? As you're just seated, sometimes it's so hard to get a, get a moment where you just can breathe because life is moving and, and there's so much noise, so much noise. God, we, um, we know you know us. God, I know that there are things in my life that I, I, I don't even want to verbalize. I don't want to say them out loud. It's just too hard for me. It's too shameful. It's too much. God, for some of us, it's, it's too much. We're going to lose it. And we've bottled it up, and we're just trying to just, we know that if we let you in, your voice is going to break us down. God, for some of us, we're listening to this, we're watching online, and we haven't been in a building, not because we feel unsafe. It's just, it's just so hard because we know that when we're in a space sometimes, you begin to say some things, and then we're, then we're presented with a challenge to respond really respond. God, I pray that we would be people that would learn to process with you. We would learn to talk about these things. That we would come up with our own plans of what we're going to do just like Joseph did. But then you spoke. Then you showed up. And I'm not even sure if Joseph believed the story. But he did what you said. He responded. So God, would you speak and will we respond in, in Jesus' name? Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.